something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Cat Wonders here. I am back, of course. Here I am uh, with another episode. And I realized that I wrote down episode 42. And this is episode 43. Right? <laughs> Every time. It's something that I would do. So I'm always cautious. I'm like saying the wrong name of the episode number. One sec, Alex. Give me a sec. Subscriptions. Me. Cat Wonders. It's episode 43. Welcome to episode 43. Uh, today, I've got some funny stories and uh, I'm going to be sharing my week. A really interesting looking cocktail. It's not difficult to make, however, but it's right up my alley. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of make it my own, so maybe I'll come up with some sort of name. You guys always have hilarious name suggestions that I never think of until, <laughs> until I read it. I'm like, damn, that's a good one. Um, and... Oh, okay, I was trying to find some music. So I can't play streamlined music, like stuff you'd hear on the radio um, because I'll get a copyright strike. <laughs> and it happened to me one time before when I sang a song and I got a copyright strike from Sony just from singing a tune. And I was like, oh damn, like they're pretty serious about this. I got the st strike taken down just because it was ridiculous. But um, so if I use... Um, music that I'm pretty much paying for, um, I have the rights to use it. So that's where I kind of go through Epidemic Sound and I go through like, usually staff picks are great. And I find that lately I've been leaning more towards kind of soul and some of it's categorized as R&B. And I'm not really one to listen to R&B music at all. I guess in my head, I think of it as being something completely different. I just go by like the bass and the beat and how it makes me feel. And almost as if you were to imagine yourself like cruising, driving, and you want to listen to something chill that pretty much everyone can jam to. That's sort of the type of music I'm looking for. Consciously, because I know a lot of you like a lot of different types of music uh, and... The last thing I want you to do is click off. <laughs> but I genuinely do like these tunes and different things about these tunes. Sometimes it's just the voice of the singer. Sometimes it's the groovy music. Sometimes it's the throwback to like the 70s. Um, so yeah, I've got some nice tunes. Uh, I'll probably just play one. I found four, but who knows how crazy we get. <laughs> Depends on how much of this cocktail I drink. So I am wearing my hair up today. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> I worked out this morning, um, as I do every morning, four days a week. And I was like, oh, I really need to like shower, wash my hair. But I was running so far behind because I wound up staying longer than I normally do. And um, I didn't wash my hair. I washed my body, not my hair. So I had to put it up in this kind of messy bun. And I don't even know... I just threw it up, guys. <laughs> I did do my makeup, so there's something. But anyway, uh, and sometimes updos are cute. Last time I wore an updo on the podcast, I was wearing like a crazy sweater with a fur collar. This is just a bit more cash. One of my favorite Sugar Thrills sweaters, and I'm pairing it with some neon pink 
biker shorts. And if you are listening to this podcast, not watching it, then I suggest going to YouTube, watching the video version, downloading the vid video version, <laughs> the visual version, and then watching it as well, or both, depending on where or what you're doing when you're listening, watching. Um, okay, anyway, uh, let's get straight into things, shall we? Uh, today, I've got an interesting cocktail. Um, it is a St. Germain spritz. Okay, so if you didn't know, St. Germain is one of my favorite liqueurs. It's elderflower liqueur, and if you've never tried elderflower, flower i when i first i was like oh elderflower i think the first time i ever tasted it was in a cider an elderflower cider like a can and i was like wow what is this flavor it reminded me of something and i think maybe as a kid i'd had some elderflower something of some type <laughs> and it almost like so you know the edelweiss flower i feel like my grandparents had like a bottle of this in their liquor cap or something i don't know if it's the bottle, the flavor, who knows? All I know is that it brings back something, maybe something from my past life. I definitely was like dancing disco in the 70s. I know this because I have such a, a pull to the 70s that I must have lived one of my past lives as a hippie or something. I shouldn't even say hippie. I'm more of like, in my past life, I would have been more of like a drug lord's wife. <laughs> you know, the ones you see in the movies that are really glamorous with the hair and the makeup and um, yeah, definitely one of them <laughs> in my head. So here's the recipe. Um, two ounces of St. Germain, which I happen to have like probably pretty close to two ounces left. It looks like more, but I think it's about two ounces. What do I know? <laughs> what do I care? Anyway, and then three ounces of sparkling wine, two ounces of soda water and a celery or cucumber for garnish. So, I don't have soda water, so I'm thinking five ounces of sparkling wine and two ounces of St. Germain. I mean, come on, why not? Uh, and then I've got a cucumber for garnish. This reminds me of a friend I had one time. <laughs> this, I'm just gonna plop right in there like, no, I'm just joking, I will cut it, I'll slice it. Actually, the way that the cocktail looks online is super pretty. Um, they just cut like a, like a ribbon of the cucumber. So this is washed and ready. I know <laughs> I could make so many jokes, but I won't. Uh, so like I said, no, no soda water, but that's, at least you have the recipe if you wanna make the genuine St. Germain spritzer. Spritz. Apparently spritz means something weird in German. <laughs> uh, I was told that once, cause I was like, ah, oh, trying to describe sparkling water. I was like, ah, oh, spritz. <laughs> And then my friend was laughing her ass off. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I think it means or what I was told it means, but you can do your research. And for those of you that speak German, maybe you can leave a comment down below so everybody can see what I'm talking about. All right. So now because I did my hair up today, I, it's funny how I like will compensate. So I won't do heavy makeup if my hair is down, but if my hair is up, I'll try to like compensate for my hair not being down by putting on like a brighter lipstick or something. Uh, that's just me. Uh, oh, that's the, the little channel changer for my light. See this glow? Uh, I think I might keep this color though because it goes with my background. So here, 
is the glass. This is the glass. Um, I bought this at Anthropology, and I love it. The problem is, is that when I put it in the dishwasher, this little guy, it's almost like a shot glass. Oh my God, it's both. Anyway, this little guy <laughs> fills up with water and it gets really, um, it's really annoying. But that's what, <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> giving people this as a shot? Here you go. What if it would work? Maybe I'll try it later. Maybe not. Anyway, okay, so there we go. Now let's start with the Saint Germain. Now check out this gorgeous bottle. Isn't it pretty? And then I just noticed this, I think the last time I used it on the podcast. Look at this like little emblem here. Let's see if it's gonna focus. Saying Saint Germain. This reminds me of like an expensive European hotel. Does it not, like if there was an expensive European hotel like in Germany built in 2010, this is the vibe it gives me. Do you know what I'm saying? In like an old building. <sighs> I love this stuff. Okay, two ounces of this. Wait, I'm supposed to have ice, but the ice will also take away the bubbles from my sparkling wine. I'm gonna do it sans ice, okay? <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna try it out. My Prosecco is very cold and sparkling, so that'll chill my drink, right? One, two, two ounces of St. 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 Berjane. It is quite sticky and sweet, so I just spilled some on my leg and that's gonna drive me nuts. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, we need three ounces, five ounces of sparkling wine. This is a Prosecco. I cracked it actually over the sink to make sure that it wasn't gonna explode. I have like a weird trauma from this type of closure. I feel like every time I've opened a bottle like this in the past, it's exploded. So I just do it over the sink just to make sure. So that's what's going on. And it did have a little taste, so here we go. I'm gonna be lit. Then, <laughs> it would look prettier with ice, I will admit. Um, I'm gonna slice this cucumber the way that I saw it sliced in the image, just right on my table, apparently. And it was like a thin slice. Just sitting in there and just making all my bubbles pop. I don't like that. Cucumbers are life. I gotta live on cucumbers, ma'am. For a day at least. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay. And that's it. Voila! St. Germain Spritzer minus the sparkling water. Um, let's give it a shot. Oh. I'm telling you, man. There's something about Saint Germain, I don't know, like I won't get into it and act like a, a dork about it because I am such a fan, but I think I put too much. I think I put too much um, Saint Germain in because it pretty much tastes almost like straight Saint Germain. Just gotta like counterbalance the sweetness by drinking half a bottle of Prosecco. Uh, the, this Prosecco, by the way, is one of my favorites. It is Villa Teresa Prosecco. And it's from Italia, Italy, Italy. <laughs> I'm so used to going Italian, Italian, no? 
Hopefully I'm not offending anybody by speaking in an Italian accent. Mmm. Okay. One of my pet peeves is watching people eat on camera, say they're vlogging or whatever. And it's different if it's a mukbang, which is an eating show where you you sit down and watch a video of somebody else eating. It's almost like sometimes like girl chicks are trying to be cute or something when they're like, I'll give you an example. So like, say I'm talking to you right now. Take a bite of this cucumber. And oh my God. So then like, all she did was talk about herself all day. And I'm just like, please girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're doing. And uh, that drives me crazy. I mean, I don't have friends like that. because <laughs> I think that's more of like a California girl type thing. And if you're a California girl or a California guy and you're not like that, don't take offense to it just because I just have my own opinion and that's all it is. Um, but it's just so not attractive. And like, it's almost like an I'm not aware of what I'm doing. It just drives me crazy. So yeah, <laughs> a little bit more about myself. Uh, okay, let me try this now. Oh. This is giving me white stuccoed balcony, blue roofs, ocean view. Private pool, a little tray floating on the private pool full of fruit, charcuterie, champagne, Santorini. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. All right, so my week, this recipe will also be down below in the description box, but just to recap, Saint Germain sparkling wine, slice of cucumber. That's all you need. Um, I was recently in Kelowna. Uh, we were meeting a friend, a European friend, and um, basically spent a couple days there. Sunshine, so great, because everything's melted there compared to where I'm at. And uh, bought some really nice wine, went for some really nice dinners, uh, went for a special private tour of Mission Hill, um, which... Oh, because I'm drinking champagne, I'm going to burp so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not a pet peeve. You can burp in my face. Just don't chew while you talk to me. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I um, It was so lovely. And uh, it was funny because we started out with, with five glasses in front of us, uh, meaning we were going to taste test five different wines. But our guide was so great. She was hilarious. Personal friends with the owner of Mission Hill, and that's a whole other story in itself. Um, in fact, the owner of Mission Hill owns White Claw, which I like. Oh, do I have one up here? No. Um, White Claw is like the little vodka sodas, but I think it's like a different type of vodka soda. It's like a uh, what do they call them? It's not a, like a cider. It's something else. Not a spritzer. It's like a oh, I'm gonna for, I forget the name. Um, anyway, and they also own Mike's Hard Lemonade. Um, they he owns, and so anyway, we were just chilling, <laughs> hanging out, and we started off with five glasses, and then we wound up finishing with like eight glasses in front of us, 
And they were being like, our guide was super generous. She was like, she was just getting like the reserve out and it was just wild. It was super great. Um, the room that we were in, it felt like I was on like a pirate ship, <laughs> but a super like expensive classy one from like the 19 or the 1800s. Just the paintings and the huge like golden frames and it was so dark, but so like sexy and just, I don't know, maybe it was just the wine, <laughs> but it was so great. And if you ever have a chance to visit Mission Hill, by the way, this podcast is sponsored. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> sponsored by Mission Hill. Um, should be. But anyway, uh, if you ever if you ever have a chance to go check it out, then go check it out. Um, make sure you call ahead to make a reservation, though. Because we didn't have one, but we didn't need one. <laughs> I won't tell you who I was with, but it was fun. Salty breeze. <laughs> Sunset. <laughs> I just like go into a trance every time I take a sip. Have you ever seen that happen? Um, what else? Okay, so uh, yesterday was officially Valentine's Day and went for dinner with some friends. Now, this is a funny story. So I'm always joking about like getting Valentine's Day gifts and whatever. And really, it's just another day of the year. I'm not like super hard set on getting gifts for Valentine's Day. But I was talking to a friend that was like, they got this gift, another friend got this. And I was like, oh, isn't that so good for you? <laughs> Thinking to myself, poor me, what's my Valentine's gift? But we went out for dinner, had fun. And I ordered a, um, like a seafood dish. So in the seafood dish were um, mussels, clams, and like giant shrimp, like jumbo shrimp or prawns. And so I'm, you know, enjoying it, really having a great time. And so the very last, in fact, it probably wasn't the very last, it was very, the very end of the dish. Um, maybe I had a couple things left after this, but I was so distracted after that I don't remember, but, <laughs> um, had one of the clams and the clams are little, like they're like this big, like they're, you know, not anything crazy. I don't know how big clam, I'm sure clams can get massive, but, um, I don't know exactly. Anyway, let me just stay on the same path here. <laughs> so I eat this clam and, um, I bite down and I'm like, oh shit, like I got a piece of shell. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, like this isn't shell. I, I kind of pop something out of the meat of the clam and it was a, it was a black pearl. And I was like, what the frick? Cause I've, I've actually had like little tiny, teeny pearls come out of uh, mussels. So if I ever order mussels, like they sometimes will have like little, little, tiny little pearls in there. And so, but I could feel that this is kind of like a significant size. What shocked me was when I spit it out into my hand, it was jet black and not white like I was expecting. And so I'm, I was like, oh, cause I, I was like, oh God, like I reacted when I, bit down and I so people were like what's going on like are you okay did you chip your tooth and I was like no and then I spit this black pearl out in my hand and I was like and it was from the clam so it was dark right ambiance it was kind of like you know a little bit darker so we couldn't see until we brought the phones out to check it out and um I'm gonna flash a photo or a video I took both uh not last night but in the daylight um so I'm going to send this to my video editor to put in somewhere. But 
it's about the half the size of a pea. So imagine a pea shrunk down half the size <laughs> and it's purple. And I was doing some research and about one in every five to 10,000, which is like a bit of a, a stretch, um, will we'll have a pearl. But this one, it's not completely, it's not a complete like sphere. It does have a little bit of a wobble to it. So it's almost like, it looks very round, but it's got like a, almost like a little egg shape going on. And I was doing research and it's called a purple quahog pearl or quahog pearl. And these actually, <laughs> I was doing research of course, and there's an article about this woman that found one of these very rare pearls in her meal and it was worth about six to $700. And I was like really shocked, right? Because I didn't really expect it to be valuable, but once I shut this morning, when I looked at, looked, at it, looked at it in the sunlight, I could see how purple it is. It's very purple. And uh, then it might actually be valuable. <laughs> I was like, I was laughing so hard because I was thinking, and, and I, I'm not really a jealous person, but I'm just kind of maybe a little bit envious if, you know, somebody gets a great gift. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like more happy for the person. But, you know, like a little part of me is a kind of like, like a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> um, and then the universe gave me such a great gift. And I was like, oh, time after time after time, the universe has gifted me. And I say the universe, God, you call it what you will, has gifted me these things. And the fact that, and I, if it's about a carrot, <laughs> you do measure pearls and carrots, believe it or not, roughly about a carrot. And, uh, could be worth like $150, $200. And I'm like, this came out of my food. This paid for my dinner, it paid for everyone's dinner. <laughs> uh, so it's super special. Like I said, I'm gonna get my editor to put um, a video or a photo in so you can see what I'm talking about. But uh, what the hell? Like as if that actually happened. Um, also, I very spontaneously booked a trip to Europe. <laughs> so one of my European friends, like I said, was visiting and um, we kind of decided last minute to make a plan to go to Europe. And that's what's going to happen. I know things are sort of changing right now for the better with travel and restrictions and all that kind of thing. Uh, so I was like, God damn, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to go. And I have family in Europe and, uh, you know, friends galore so it's sort of like it makes sense and it's a long way to go but when you're there you never want to leave and maybe I'm maybe I'll stay there I don't know <laughs> my new podcast like from the banks of I'm not gonna say where but we'll see <laughs> uh so yes that's happening I am really excited because I'm going for raw oysters tonight <laughs> Going out for dinner two nights in a row uh, and shellfish once again, but raw oysters is my jam. I can eat 46 of them. That's my record. I could probably eat more depending on the size, right? If they're teensy tiny ones, definitely 46, maybe more around like the 32-ish area. <laughs> so raw oysters tonight. And I'm telling you, if I pull a pearl out of one of these oysters, what should I do? Should I buy a lottery ticket? Should I not walk around in a thunderstorm?
for fear of being struck by lightning because odds are <laughs> two days in a row in two separate restaurants, I find a pearl. Just saying. <laughs> if I'm not back next week, I don't know. <laughs> and also, I, okay, because I'm going to Europe, I am really on the hunt for a good metal detector. I have a good one, a Mine Lab one um, that I bought a few years back. Uh, the thing is, is that technology changes so much over the course of a year or two, especially, um, that now I know that they're making detectors that you can kind of see the shape of the object on your screen uh, before digging it up. So you could tell, obviously, if it's a pull tab. So pull tabs, which is this part right here of a can completely throw me off every time. It, uh, aluminum tabs. This is the bane of my existence because I'll tell you what, I have dug trenches. I shouldn't say trenches, but you know, like a hole that's three feet deep by three feet wide because I keep detecting this thing. And sometimes like a coin will sound different if it's in the ground like this, like this, like this. So you just don't know what you're digging for. And I've gone deep and found treasure, and but I've also gone deep nine times out of 10. It's a freaking pull tab. So it's almost like the shape of it, oops, <laughs> sorry girl. <laughs> the shape of it throws the machine off or whatever. Anyways, super annoying. So what I need before I go to Europe, because I've got friends with land and I want to, I just, you know what? Finding anything, especially in Europe, because there's so much history there. And I know if it's really old, it'll be super deep and I am not going to show up with an excavator, but I really want to find something. <laughs> I just, you know what, especially, I'll tell you what, after that pearl came out of that freaking clam, and I told the people I was with, I was like, you guys, this is like treasure hunting for me. Like every time now I eat a shellfish, I'm going to be like, like swishing around my mouth five times before I swallow it. <clears throat> it's kind of addicting. And it's probably not so bad to be addicted to treasure hunting unless, you know, you're not doing things you need to do in your everyday life to find treasure and then coming up with nothing. Because I'll tell you what, 99% of the time, you don't find anything. But there's that 1%, that 1% of the time that you do, and that makes it worth it. It's kind of like fishing. It's like deep sea fishing, and you're deep, not just like jigging. Or I guess jigging wouldn't be deep sea because... You have to be in shallow water for that. But you just don't know what's going to bite your line. I've caught octopus, mahi-mahi, swordfish, you name it. You just don't know what's on the end of your line until you get past that half an hour of battle. Still, like 70% of the time, you lose the fish, you know? Oh, it must have been a shark. Oh, it must have been this, must have been that. You'll never know. And sometimes you get so close and you're just like, what is it? And then it breaks off and you'll never know what it was ever. It's kind of sad. <laughs> um, anyway, but I find that metal detecting is also very much a gamble. Like, I shouldn't say a gamble. That's not the right word. But you just don't know what you're going to dig up. Like, you could have a piece of a crown from 1779 from some 
queen, queen or king. Or, um, you know, like a, wood, a, a wooden spoon. <laughs> Some sort of silver sp spoon stem that means nothing. You know, like, so you just don't know. But history. And it's in the ground. There's so much treasure in the ground. Like, it just blows my mind. I dream about it. Too much. So I want to know... Is this cucumber lending flavor to this cocktail? Yes. Mildly, but yes. Exciting. I think I said this last time, but there I have about a list of 14 distilleries now that are in on sending me some product to keep my podcast segment fresh, my concoctail segment. Uh, because definitely there are some amazing Canadian distilleries Black's Distillery is a, one that I've worked with and I'm in love with their gin. And I would have never tried tried it out unless we collaborated on a podcast. So uh, why not? And some of these companies, there's one that I'm talking to specifically that makes kits, cocktail kits. And so they make their own gin, vodka, you name it. And then they create a kit where it has everything you need to create the cocktail. And I was like, these are perfect. Like this is kind of like right up my alley and sometimes when it comes to coming up with a gift for somebody like you don't want to just buy them a bottle of booze sometimes you want to have more thought put into it and uh this company makes these like gorgeous kits and I thought send me all of them <laughs> um I'll make two cocktails in an episode but I'm just curious to try these these other distilleries out and it's super exciting so why did I get off on that tangent I don't know I took a sip of my cocktail and I was like oh cocktails spirits Okay, this is going to be a little disgusting for some of you, but I think this is something we've all done. Have you ever been cooking or doing something and licked something off of your finger, but it wasn't what you thought it was? <laughs> this is, it sounds so disgusting, but at the same time, we can all relate. Uh... Now, I've cooked many nights, and the worst thing that I ever licked off my finger, what I thought was salad dressing, but it was like a piece of raw hamburger. <laughs> and I, my reaction, I just didn't know. So, so it was kind of like you, you're anticipating a texture of flavor when you think you're going to lick your finger. And trust me, I don't lick my finger when I'm preparing food for other people. This is when I'm preparing food for myself. But it's like you're anticipating, like I was expecting ranch dressing and there, it was a chunk of meat. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, my reaction was if I had just been like shot in the face. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I can't even re reenact it. Like, like I just, <laughs> it was so bad. And, um, Basically, I, that's happened probably 20 times in my life. So it must have happened to you at least one time. But I remember one time my mom explaining to me, she goes, if you like pick up a drink and anticipate something, so say you're, you pick up a drink and expect to drink some milk, but it's orange juice in there, even though you could handle both, your brain is not ready for the orange juice. It's anticipating milk. So like you have a reaction almost as if, you've just had poison or something, you know, but it's just a bit of a delay <laughs> in what's happening. And for me, um, it, that was very true. I mean, not that I ever want to eat raw hamburger unless, you know, I'm in the old country and this is something that 
you know, they did often back then, still do. Uh, if you grind your own beef, anyway, <laughs> off on a tangent, but um, yeah, it's kind of like your reaction is over the top. Because obviously if you knew it was orange juice, you'd be like, oh, orange juice. But uh, so yeah, let me know your finger licking horror stories and your reactions. Because um, I know we've all done it. Don't, pre don't pretend like you haven't, actually. Yeah. You might not have, but just thought I would throw that out there. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to figure out... <laughs> I've been rambling for a long time. If you were famous, what would you like to be famous for? Acting, sports. I mean, I don't want to say murder. <laughs> That's another one. Uh, maybe somebody who's like like a Nobel Prize winner. Um, I think I'm going to be honest. My answer would be acting. I'd love to be go, go down in history as like the first elderly superhero because <laughs> they they exist. I mean, not in real life, but. I'm sure there's parts for, because by the time I learn to remember a line, I'll be about, I don't know, 85, but then I'll be battling my memory because of my age. So yeah, there might be a period of like six months where I can pull it off. Um, no, I just think it's interesting. Like, what would you like to be famous for? I would like to cure diseases, come up with a, I don't want to say, not cure, but like a, a solution to world hunger. I guess, okay, I'll tell you what, because I'm so passionate about seniors, I would like to be, to go down in history and become famous for coming up with the proper plan, elderly care homes or like senior homes, where I'm the one that came up with a program that makes people's final years as happy and wholesome ever. <laughs> That's what I would choose, I think. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> a lot less pressure. Mm, the cure for cancer. That would be another big one, of course, just as like a kind human being that has a compassion for the human race. But then you piss people off because um, it is a little bit of an industry. That's maybe a bit controversial, but hey, that's how I feel. So yeah, I mean, sports is another good one, like long jump. I've got calves the size of calves, <laughs> cow calves. <laughs> um, so I could jump. I could bound up like four stairs at a time. Actually, that's a lie. Depending on <laughs> if they're illegal stairs. Yeah, I've been in some uh, cabins and houses around here that are like, they have illegal stairs and they're like an extra six inches per four treads. So, um, yeah. So let me know. I'm going to bust into some music here and um, I need to come up with like a name for the segment. So I'm calling it like pod tunes because that's the playlist on Epidemic that I've been using. Um, but like, I've got cat facts, kitty twisters. Now I need one for the music segment. Um, something about like meowing because cats meow. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's listen to this music. So this is called, why do love like this hurt? I'm thinking it should be, why does love like this hurt? But why do love like this hurt by Spring Gang and Asta. Goodbye. 
songs I'm listening to the day that I play them so I pretend like I know the words and I don't but I just roll with it uh, again that's why does why do love like this hurt by spring gang comma asta what is one thing you'd really like to own now I definitely was thinking like material things not necessarily like a really funky miniature dog or you know what I mean like not really live things. I'm not really all about owning a tiger or, you know, that kind of thing just for the sake of the animal. <laughs> but I, I marked down three things and these are going to be like very typical um, things to own. <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like something that somebody wants to own because they, they like want everything. Very, uh, I don't, I don't want to say selfish, but anyway, I wrote down helicopter, yacht, private plane. If I were to own a helicopter, I would want to be the pilot because without a pilot, your helicopter means nothing. So unless you own the helicopter and the pilot, that's not true because you can hire a pilot. But I thought it would be way better to get your pilot's license for, like for helicopter, which I don't think takes a super long time. It's just the amount of hours you need to have solo flights. So like you always have to have a pilot with you when you're flying for 300 hours or 3000 hours. I don't know. I've thought about it before and I can go to the city and take this course, but I'd have to kind of like live there. But I realize that I'm definitely not the type of person to trust myself. So say I trust myself. Like when I'm driving on the highway, whatever, like, you know, things become second nature. I got over my like city driving anxiety three years after I was driving. I was like, ah, this is nothing. I've driven in Europe in some pretty intense cities. Uh, so like you get over it. And so I wonder if th that would be the same thing with, with being a helicopter pilot where, ah, yeah, storm's rolling in. I know what to do. You know, are you just chill the whole time? Because I feel like I would, my, my heart would be like up here in my throat 
the whole time. But that's just because, I mean, I have a little bit of helicopter anxiety, but I almost feel like, you know, the, the idea of being able to get into your helicopter and go fly to Banff, go fly to Kelowna, go fly to wherever, really. I mean, there's only so, so much distance you can go. I can't like fly to Europe <laughs> in my helicopter. Could you imagine? Um, but because of fuel, obviously. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, I think that would be number one, a really nice helicopter. Um, and that would be my number one answer. Secondly, a yacht, but I would need a, a captain. I mean, those big boats, man, I've seen, I've seen some carnage, like in some lakes, even just lakes, not even the ocean, where like shit starts hitting the fan, a random storm rolls in from both sides. The lake is going like 20 foot swells. Houseboats are crashing into shores, into each other. In the Okanagan, you can rent a houseboat without a license. You don't need a boating license. You could just go and rent a boat. And in fact, in fact, I was there in the summer with my sister and a bunch of friends and we rented a, a ski boat. You don't need a license. You just get on the thing. And they're like, this is what you do. And then you go <laughs> like, is this for real? So if you didn't know that, welcome to the shoe swap. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I would need a captain. But I don't know, there's not this it's not a very specific question. Then it's a private plane. If I can have a pilot at will, like I'm I wanna go you know what tonight? I wanna go fly to France. I mean I'm, we're not gonna get there till tomorrow morning, but for breakfast. And then have somebody that's a, it's not as simple as that, right? But a private plane. A long distance private plane. There's smaller private planes that cannot hold enough fuel to go overseas. Um, but that's I want a, a big one. <laughs> That's what I want. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. Still no intro, but it's coming. <laughs> Cat Facts is a segment where I find facts on the internet that I find to be interesting and share them with you. And whether they're true or not, you have to do your own research because for me, I have told facts in the past that wind up being total bullshit. So <laughs> do your own research. But to the best of my knowledge, these are accurate facts. Okay, so these are animal themed facts. And I, you know, sometimes I'll type in like, oh, space facts, ocean facts. You know, this is kind of things to do with animals that are quite fascinating. So here we go. Parrots will selflessly help each other out. Parrots may be associated with pirates, but it turns out African gray parrots are nothing like the inf infamously greedy treasure-seeking criminals. Instead, researchers have discovered that the colorful birds will voluntarily help each other obtain food uh, and perform selfless acts. According to a 2020 study published in Current Biology, co-author Augusta von Bayern noted African gray parrots were instead uh, intrinsically motivated to help out others, even if the other individual was not their friend. So they be behaved very uh, pro-socially. Selfless acts. Okay, so African, okay, we're into... Intrinsically motivated to help others. So I guess food would be the way or like help building nests or I don't know. How would one bird help another selflessly? <laughs> hmm. Interesting, anyway. Ghost crabs growl using teeth in their stomachs. Crabs may be able to intimidate other creatures with their claws, but if that's not enough, ghost crabs will growl at their enemies like a dog. However, unlike our canine friends, crabs make these fearsome noises using teeth located in their stomachs. Uh, there are three main teeth, a medial tooth and two lateral teeth, 
that are essentially elongated, hard, calcified structures. They are part of the gastric mill apparatus in the stomach, where they rub against each other to grind up food. Uh, Jennifer Taylor from the University of California, San Diego, told Newsweek she and her colleagues were able to nail down the source of the noise after noticing that the crabs were growling at them. Okay, female lions do 90% of the hunting. Did you know that? While male lions attract their fair share of attention thanks to their impressive manes, it's the female lions who do the bulk of the work when it comes to feeding their families. Lionesses, not male lions, do the majority of the hunting for their pride, according to CBS News. Lionesses hunt around 90% of the time while the males protect their pride. So that makes sense. Like, I, I hadn't thought about it, about the hunting thing, but I could see how they have their roles. Cows painted with zebra-like stripes can avoid being bitten by flies. So cows painted with zebra-like stripes can avoid being bitten by flies, okay. Cows have to deal with pesky flies that are beyond annoying for the docile creatures. I read that kind of weird, but you heard me. Luckily, farmers can now protect their animals by painting them with zebra-like stripes, according to a 2019 study published in PLOS on. PLOS 1, the number of biting flies on Japanese black cows painted with black and white stripes were significantly lower than those on non-painted cows and cows painted with only black stripes. IFL science suggests that this might work because the stripes may cause a kind of motion camouflage targeted at the insect's vision, confusing them much of the way that optical illusions confuse us. So stripes. Okay. Sperm whales in the Caribbean have an accent. Okay, this is something I never thought of. Animals from different parts of the world, do they sound different? Because their ancestors sounded different? Like, so on and so forth. So like, I think a, a cow mooing and a pig oinking wouldn't really count, but ocean creatures? Think about it. People who come from different areas around the world tend to speak with inflections, fluctuations, and patterns that are specific to their home regions. Apparently, the same can be said for whales. Researchers from Dalhousie? Dalhousie University in Canada and the University of St. Andrews in the UK have found evidence that seems to show whales in the Caribbean have, different, have a different accent than whales in other oceans. Never something I ever thought of. Okay, last fact. Some snails have hairy shells. And I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. While it's not a secret that snails have shells, you probably didn't know that some actually have hairy shells. These hairs are rather handy to have as they help a snail stick to wet surfaces like leaves. Have you ever seen a hairy snail? I don't think I have. Okay. I wanna know if you've ever stood up for somebody in public. So this is something that I guess as a Canadian and we're kind of known for our friendly behavior, but it definitely does happen in Canada amongst Canadians. And sometimes you need to um, stick up for someone. You know, you see something happening, you open your mouth because it's wrong. Uh, then there are people that have nothing better to do that open their mouths for no reason <laughs> create a scene. Uh, now, I personally have tied into uh, somebody at 7-Eleven one time. 
And this guy was with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And she was carrying like five bottles of like, not not big ones, but like five 500 milliliter uh, bottles of like Coca-Cola. I can't even remember, Dr. Pepper or whatever. And um, she dropped one because she was carrying all of them. And the guy she was with wasn't carrying any of them. And she dropped one and then he was like, and it, it kind of bounced and then fizzed and like popped. And he lost it on her and was like, you stupid bitch, like, what are you doing? Like just totally tied into her. And there was six other people in line. Like I was at the back and everybody was standing by watching this guy just give her shit, like go for it. And um, I was waiting for some, because it was so out of control that I was waiting for somebody to say something. Cause it was like, so, and I was six people behind what was going on. She's quiet. She's trying to clean up, pick it up. And the guy behind the counter is like, don't worry about it. Like we'll get so-and-so to clean it up. Like just leave it. But it's, this thing's like, like spraying and obviously agitating this dude. <laughs> and so nobody's saying anything. And he is like, I told you so many times, like just almost like he was on crack or something like out of control. And I, I was at the back and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, shut up. Like she didn't mean to do it. And he's, he's like trying to see who's done, like who had something to say. And of course I kind of, I did like say it. And then I was like, mm. <laughs> I was far enough back, but he shut up. I don't know if I changed any lives that day, but sometimes that you just got to say something like people get in their own heads about their behavior and they don't realize like how stupid they look, what they're doing. Um, and I'm giving a lot of people excuses here because I've seen some weird, weird stuff in Canada. And there've been other times where I've had to, I shouldn't say I've had to, where I've where I've like intervened in like certain arguments between couples where I'm like, dude, like you can't push her around like that, right? And I'm, I put myself in a position of vulnerability because I mean, I can kick ass, but I don't want to get in a, into an altercation with a dude on the street, right? Because we're both going to jail. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. If you get into a fight with someone, you're, you know, you're guilty too. Um, unless you're like total self-defense. There's so many times I'm just ready to clock a dude. <laughs> <laughs> only when they're being dinks, you know, like not, <laughs> I'm not looking for a fight everywhere I go, but, um, yeah, but I think otherwise, I think that's pretty much it. I've never really been in a position where I'm like super defending somebody. <laughs> uh, but it is important to say something sometimes. And especially when somebody is vulnerable and like, maybe, I don't know what the situation was, but speak up. Speak up, then hide. <laughs> Just joking. Um, okay. I've gone over time here, but now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. That was interesting timing. Kitty Twisters. Uh, joke segment. Confirming an appointment. My appointment is now confirmed. So you guys, just so you know, these are sick sex jokes. If you're offended easily, turn off your monitors. <laughs> what is this, 1991? Why did I get divorced? Well, last week was my birthday. My wife didn't wish me happy birthday. My parents forgot and so did my kids. I went to work and even my colleagues didn't wish me happy birthday. As I entered my office, my secretary said, happy birthday, boss. I felt so special. She asked me out for lunch. 
After lunch, she invited me to her apartment. We went there and she said, Do you mind if I go to the other bedroom for a minute? Okay, I said. She came out five minutes later with a birthday cake. My wife, my parents, my kids, my friends, and my colleagues all yelling, Surprise! <laughs> While I was waiting on the sofa, naked. Bye-bye! <laughs> I think I've read this one before, but it's super funny. Hey, I bet you're still a virgin. Yeah, I was a virgin until last night. As if. Yeah, just ask your sister. I don't have a sister. You will in about nine months. <laughs> I botched that so bad. Oh my God, if I get too in my head about like joke reading and like trying to do different parts. Ooh, I'm just gonna read these. Don't judge me, okay? A lady goes to the doctor and complains that her husband is losing interest in sex. The doctor gives a, her a pill, but warns her that it's still experimental. He tells her to slip it into his mashed potatoes at dinner. So that night, she does just that. About a week later, she's back at the doctor. And she says, Doc, the pill worked great. I put it in the potatoes like you said. It wasn't five minutes later that he jumped up, raked all the food and dishes onto the floor, grabbed me, ripped my clothes off, and ravaged me, ravaged, ravaged me right there on the table. The doctor says, ah, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't realize the pill was so strong. The foundation will be glad to pay for any damages. She said, no, she said, that's okay. We're never going back to that restaurant anyway. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> okay, this one's super sick. Okay, Sally came home from school with a smile on her face and told her mother, Frankie Brown showed me his weenie today at the playground. Before the mother could raise a concern, Sally went on to say, it reminded me of a peanut. Relaxing with a hidden smile, Sally's mom asked, really small, was it? Sally replied, no, mom, really salty. <laughs> mom fainted. <laughs> I laughed so hard. That was actually super, I, that's a funny joke, but it's sick. I can't read this one. It's okay, fine. Now that I said that, <laughs> twist my arm. Two cowboys are out on the range talking about their favorite sex positions. One says, I think I enjoy the rodeo position the best. Other one says, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. What is it? Well, it's where you get your girl down on all fours and you mount her from behind. Then you reach around, cup her tits and whisper to her, Boy, these feel almost as nice as your sister's. Then you try and hold on for 30 seconds. <laughs> Funny. This is the last one, you guys. I've got two others, but they're way too sick. A wife comes home late one night and quietly opens the door to her bedroom. From under the blanket, she sees four legs instead of just her husband's two. She reaches for a baseball bat and starts hitting the blanket as hard as she can. Once she's done, she goes to the kitchen to have a drink. As she enters, she sees her husband there, reading a magazine. He says, hi, darling. Your parents have come to visit us, so I let them stay in our bedroom. Did you say hello? <sighs> uh-huh. That concludes Kitty Twisters. Well, that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, the cocktail recipe will be down in the description box. Uh, not that you need the recipe because you can probably memorize it pretty easily. And don't forget that I got a free OnlyFans and a Patreon page. And then of course, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. It's all down in the link below. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, of course, go check out the video version where you can see my link, the recipe, and maybe some other info that might 
I might squeeze on there. And uh, yeah, I can't believe it's already over. That's sort of a weird thing to say, but it's true. Uh, it flew by. Sometimes I get off on tangents and like never get to the points that I want to talk about, but then I just carry them on to the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you have not already. I've got a ton of podcasts, bikini try-ons, summer fun coming up, some maybe some travel vlogs, uh, and we can hang out more. So subscribe, like this video if you... This is hitting me hard, hold on. <laughs> like this video if you enjoyed it. Uh, it would really help out my channel. I would appreciate it. And yes, that's it. I will of course be back uh, next Friday, if not before, with another video. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you in my next podcast or my next video.